Welcome to the Sierra Nova Comic Podcast, episode 23. Today we have Tyler Carpenter with us. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, uh, give us a quick uh, introduction to what you do. Yeah, what's up? My name's Tyler, and uh, I host the show Drawn Talk on YouTube, youtube.com slash Drawn Talk. Uh, my hair is very poofy today because my wife wanted to give it some volume. Um, I'm a writer and artist, and uh, yeah, I'm, I make I make comics and I make art and I make videos and I enjoy doing all of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's on Twitter that you're making another YouTube channel. As yeah, point. yeah, I've already made it. Um, oh. yeah, I just need to make the videos now. So yeah, I've already oh, made right. it. That explains the hair then, because that's that's the key. If you want to make it big on YouTube, you gotta have yeah. the hair. You got yeah, exactly. I told I told my wife, hey, if it if if it needs be, I might need to get some like blonde streaks in my hair. Like I'm, I need to do I need to do what's necessary to put food on this table. Maybe you get like <laughs> giant lamb chops. I think yeah. that'll <laughs> I think I need to shave my face and like get a six pack and that's what I need to do for YouTube and and, and like learn how to dance. <laughs> that's for tiktok yeah that's for or, tiktok or be, exactly or be really bad at dancing yeah <laughs> yeah i need to get big on tiktok and then move that audience to youtube uh what got you into comics uh yeah that's a really good question um i so i've been i was reading uh manga um my my friend introduced me to manga in, at, to, at fifth grade and i was always into drawing but um he showed me some manga and i was like oh my gosh this is awesome uh and then my mom was like i like you were not allowed to read any of this um and it wasn't even bad it was a like Yu-Gi-Oh. she just didn't like that it was taking me away from reading like normal books uh so I, that stopped and then sixth and seventh grade uh i started buying some manga i like i, I bought like five volumes of shaman king and my mom was like this is not happening so like she totally cut me off and then we moved i moved to england this is such a long story but it, it has a point i moved to england and decided i needed to get popular so i be i decided okay i'm gonna become a rock star my friends started a band and I left all the, I pushed all the nerdy things I did aside. No one knew what, no one knew I did those things. And then I um, went back to high school still just, you know, pushing aside all the nerdy things, even though I knew everything that was going on in the nerd world. And then uh, 19 years old, I picked up my very first comic book because I saw it on an ad on some pirating website I was on trying to get music. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Totally okay. legit. Yeah. So my first, my very first comic I ever held and read was uh, Batman issue. Uh, it was either 16 or 17 by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. It was part of their new, the new 52 series in uh, 2015. No, oh, wow. no, no, sorry. 2013. Yeah. Greg nice. Capullo used to live like not that far from where I live. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's where he lives now, but yeah. Yeah, he moved recently, but yeah, he used to be like 10 minutes from, probably 10 minutes between each of us. Yeah, now that I think about it, when, oh, I, used yeah. to, when I used to live in New York, he, uh, we were like just south of Albany, and he was out in Altamont. And uh, we, we actually met um, somebody at a, I think it was a, a local Chamber of Commerce event who they were like, they're family friends with them. 
which is kind of awesome. That is awesome. No, that is awesome. But I was, I mean, I was, even before I was reading comics, I was making comics. Um, I have, uh, it's somewhere here. I've got, I, I, I made a like 450 page comic book in, in like from fourth grade to like sixth grade um, called The Quiet Spy. And he was anything but quiet. Uh, he was like, every issue was just me drawing people dying. Um, so, but even, yeah, so even before I was reading comics, I, I want, I was making comics and I've always enjoyed the, the medium of making comics. Nice. Oh. I just pictured the, the bad, did you ever, did you ever watch the, the bad man videos, like the Batman, but they're like the bad man videos from college humor. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Look, he's sleeping. <laughs> kill them batman what about your one rule yeah, they're so good they get tired when they fight me <laughs> this is a gun <laughs> yeah yeah I forgot, oh, I forgot about that like sure, yeah. somebody i just remember that batarang to the head and yeah like, oh my god <laughs> he's sleeping exactly yeah those are hilarious hope starts with an h yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when you're not making comics, uh, you got a job. Yeah, I do. I have a job. I'm like every other person in the world. <laughs> I got a job. I do um, digital marketing for a book publishing company, a uh, small one. So I'm working. I'm either working with authors. I'm reading their books. I'm in the acquisitions meetings where we read the all the pitches for these books and we say this is crap or we say this is really good. Let's let's publish it. Um, I work on, yeah, I work a lot really closely with the authors on like launching their book and, um, I, I do all some social media for that. And then I also have been working on, you know, self print, self publishing for the authors that we, if, if we reject them, we'll give them an option to like self publish through us and we'll, we'll still give them like a really nice cover, like through our design team and, you know, print their books at their own costs, obviously. But yeah, so my day job is digital marketing uh, for a book publishing company, which is which is fun. Nice. I, I picture uh, you you all sitting in a room and the the bosses look over at you and they're like, Tyler, tell them, and you're like, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's you know we've like it's it's an interesting. I'm not gonna say what book publishing company I work for, but it's it's really interesting the where it's it's a it's a it's a really new team that's on right now and you can see that we're still suffering from the sins of the the old team because i was reading one of the books that we printed it's um i was about to say what it was anyways but i read the first uh two chapters and i was like uh, it had a really interesting premise but it was poorly written and you know typically we order anyway we'll order like you know a thousand books to start off and then we'll distribute it um, but some, uh, whoever was in charge at the time was like, this is, this is the next hit, this book. And they're like, are you sure? They go, this is, this is it. And we printed 10,000 copies. I'm feeling it. They're, yeah. They're like, this is it. Like we just change, we're going to change the world with this. They printed 10,000 copies. I think they sold maybe 500. So they got some good kindling now. Is that <laughs> yeah, exactly? So we're yeah. So now we're saying, hey, listen, if you need some fire, we got we know a good book. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna keep you warm. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting seeing like how you know what works, what doesn't, um, all the different parts of the equation that say, hey, this is gonna be a good book, or this isn't, or if it is a good book, 
how many do you think we should, how much money do you, should we realistically put into it um, for it to succeed? Because even if we, you know, print it, if we, if, even if we, we sold 5,000 copies of it, which is better than most of our, our books that we do sell, we still have 5,000 copies in inventory. So it would still be seen as a failure to us. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he does digital marketing, social media marketing, all that. That's like his main business, uh, ADD. Um, art therapy. My, main, my main business is being ADD. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that's uh, what I do all the time, yeah. Yeah, digital marketing. And I'm working on uh, marketing for my – I moved down to Nashville to help my brother market his business, and we're building out uh, a uh, music uh, – basically the goal is to kind of build out a music label. Basically, everything we're doing is kind of leading towards that. So, oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's doing that. And then uh, he helps me with all of that for Sierra Nova. And uh, yeah. So, no, but uh, yeah. it's important. If you don't know, if you don't know how to, or just even like some of the basics, you're kind of screwed in this day. And if you're in this day and age, I mean, I can't, the job I, I have right now, there hadn't been anyone in my position for two years. Jeez. And I was just, and so me and my coworker, Clint, when we got on, we're like, what, like, where was the person? They either fired them two weeks in or just the boss didn't think it was like an important part of the company. I'm like, man, it is like the 21st century. If you're not on the internet, you're like, you're not even in the conversation. Well, yeah. the big thing too, is like when you get like a economic crash like this, People are going to fall back to their defaults and they're going to go online because they're all stuck in their houses, right? Exactly. If they don't already know your name, you might it, it might already be too late. And that's why you're supposed to be online already. Exactly. Exactly. No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend that he was he quit his one job or something after he got like a, oh no, he got laid off from this one job that he worked at Cardinal Health because the warehouse closed down or whatever. And then he got like a severance from that. He used that money to go to school to be a personal trainer. So he does personal training, but then he works like part-time at GNC. So he doesn't completely work for himself yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, I tell him anytime I see him, like you need to like actually take social media like seriously. And then he's like, no, I'm not like about that. I'm like, man, yeah. I want to fail. I bought a hundred dollar program off some Instagram personal trainer. Cause I was like, this guy's ripped and he's giving a course and I'm going to get ripped too. Um, and I lost like 60 pounds doing it. Um, and, nice. and it's like, yeah, like if you can get, if you had, a, if you had all, I gave him a, a hundred dollars. If he had, if he just like, constantly was getting more and more people like me, that's a good business. And he, all, all I got was an ebook and some videos. Yeah, and I said yeah. like I brought I had to bring him to this uh toy store that's some uh, some town that's in the middle of nowhere out here, and uh, that I didn't even know about. And um, when we were driving there, he was like, "Yeah," because I, I was talking about that, and I, he's like, "Yeah, I just don't do videos and stuff." And like I'm like, "You should do like instructional videos and just all that kind of stuff," but you don't. All you do is like you just help people work out, but all you have to do is document it. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, that, that one of the big things too, actually, the the thing that I'm helping my brother do act, uh, is going from the services side to creating something he can sell that's physical or digital, right? Like, so like, right now, um, he and a bunch of other producers are working together to build uh, a catalog of beats, 
which are like basically an entire song without the uh, lyrics on top of it so that artists can buy it and sing over it or rap over it, whatever the genre is. And uh, like that's kind of the deal with that. And then we're creating sample packs to sell to producers so that they can build out their own tracks. And like that's the thing is that say right now, you know, like I said, we got the coronavirus people freaking the hell out. You know, what if you're a boxing gym? and no one wants to go to the gym anymore while this thing's going down. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a program online where you could like sell, you know, uh, you know, instructional stuff like, Hey, this is something you could do at home while you're waiting to get back to the gym. Right. Mm-hmm. We're only twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Well, same thing with like, oh, I've seen a lot of people, there's been a discussion in comics with people in the crowdfunding saying, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to offer a digital edition because I, I prefer print and I'm sure everyone prefers print with comics. Um, but what happens though, when someone can't afford their book, your book at print, um, you know, you could, you could still make money, not as much, but you can still email them the PDF. Um, you know, your comics should be online. There's a lot of talk of people saying, you know, oh, web comics are, are stupid, but like that's, it's everywhere. It's the internet. Well, the dumb thing is like the entire Marvel catalog is built into the comicsology website. Yeah. So- if the biggest, you know, comic book company in the world is digital, you should probably be digital. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's uh some people that I have like a creators group for the people that are on our website, and there's a guy that messaged me uh, earlier this morning. He's like, "Shouldn't we put like all of our comics up for free since you know because of this virus thing or whatever?" And I was like, "Could do that because it just bring people to the site and." There's like 82 books on there now. So not like a shit ton, but it's still. It's actually a good idea. And then I can throw a pop-up every once in a while. That's like, hey, give us your email. Yeah. So um, and now I don't have to focus on our Kickstarter because that got postponed because of this virus. Because, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, because uh, the developer, my friend Scott, he hasn't had the time to um, make the game that we're doing. For that he's cleaning off doorknobs so people don't lick him yeah <laughs> so yeah his problem those damn kids the doorknob licking. <laughs> yeah so at his like full-time job where he's like a building supervisor he's like cleaning like a freak at the school and uh he's like yeah, yeah i literally haven't had enough time to make that demo that you need for like one of the re- main rewards for your kickstarter i was like oh shame so okay all right that sucks so i have to postpone this now and he's like yeah and i'm like well i guess look at the positive side like we'll actually have way more done it would probably all all be done like the amount that we want done by that time now it'll work out yeah and then now i'm trying to figure out if i want to release one of our solo series comics or uh issue two of the seer chronicles so Mm. yeah for a kickstarter um but it won't be April 6th now, so whatever. So speaking of uh, working and comic creation, how do you manage all of that? Yeah, um, not very well. Um, like even right now, I should probably, like I, I try not to do things on Sunday. I should have told you guys I was going to, I couldn't do it, but I'm doing it because right now my wife is watching our kid in the room and he's screaming. Um, what, uh, it, it's all about, uh, like, it's all about balance. Yeah. Uh, it's all about, um, creating a schedule that works for you. And like, everyone's, everyone's different. So for me right now, 
I either have to, uh, if I want to do something, I got to wake up. I, I try to wake up at 5 a.m. And from 5 a.m. to 7, I'll do stuff. I'll try. Um, whether it's, you know, go to the gym or edit a video or draw. Then I know from 7 to 7.30, I'm feeding my kid. And then I go to work. And then when I come home, I'll spend some time with my family. And once my kid goes down on the weekdays, um, my wife's pretty good about saying, like, letting me do what I need to do. Um, but it's just like staying focused. Um, I mean, this week I got, I, I have goals each week and I got, I didn't set good goals, I guess, because I finished them all by Tuesday and which changed my mindset to man, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm just, I'm playing video games and doing nothing. So I, I didn't get as much done as I should have this week. Um, but it's prioritizing. Cause I also try not to do anything on Saturdays and Sundays. I try to make sure Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I make sure I try to make sure like those are my days with my family. Um, so which means Monday and Thursday, I really got to hone in on what I'm going to do and, and stay focused. And that means, you know, that means, you know, sacrificing either a social life it means sacrificing playing video games or watching TV. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just figuring out what your goals are. I mean, now I'm adding, uh, to add this new channel to, to add this new YouTube channel. It means that I, the comment, one of the comics I wanted to do and bring out this year, I'm not gonna, and I don't even know if I'm going to finish it. Um, I might just like let go of it and just say that, that, that child of mine's dead. Um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's just prioritizing like where you want, uh, where you want, what you want to do. Um, that, that's really it. I mean, I, I broke my day out into, you know, 16 hours and you can, you can find if people say they don't have time, I, I really suggest you, you put out, <laughs> you, you write down 24 hours and you take, okay, you take out eight hours. Uh, you take out eight hours. Cause you know, that's what you should be doing to sleep. So now you have uh 16 hours left. You have eight hours of your job. Okay. Eight or nine hours. So now you, you, you probably have six or seven hours of free time. What are you doing? with those and everyone everyone's different uh but that that's my biggest advice on creating balance that's good there's a my favorite book is called the one thing and it talks about creating uh a work-life counterbalance is the way he phrases it because a lot of people try to make sure like they you know they have this like perfect balance of time but it's like the way that you should do it is exactly how you said it you should prioritize things so for example if you know, say you really want to build, uh, you know, an empire in the comic book industry, you might have to give up a little family time. And I don't give up all of it because then by the time you build the empire, you won't have a family, right? But the point is, like, if you're trying to build an empire, that's how you got to do it. And, oh, then, yeah. and then on the opposite end, like, if it's just a fun hobby, then, you know, make sure you're, you, you know, you're spending a lot of time uh, with your family. And again, you could always, the reason why he calls it a counterbalance, you could throw a lot of weight in one direction get a lot done and then throw it right back and that's how you can you know you basically working in almost sprints where you like you build up a bunch in the comic book area for like two three months and then go on a bunch of vacations and have a bunch of family trips and all that stuff and just kind of throw it back and forth like that and it's, it's definitely like we used to, like the sacrifice part i mean the comic the comic that i'm i'm quote unquote throwing out or just not doing this year I have probably 50 pages of it done, like drawn, colored, lettered. I only have 30 more pages to draw of it, but the time it's going to take me to finish it this year um, and the other things I want to do that I know they're going to level me up or make me grow, it's just, a, it's just, it's just kind of dead weight at this point. Um, 
and yeah. I figured I'd rather just I'd rather kill the dead weight um and we'll work get rid on of that baby yeah yeah seriously get rid of it because it's not it's i mean i mean i'll throw it up i'll throw it up on indiegogo or kickstarter maybe make a couple hundred bucks when i could work on a better project this year that i have planned and either make more money or grow my channel um and whatnot it was just a dead it's just a dead weight project and even the kickstarter i'm planning on doing in, in a couple months it, it's also a dead weight one it's it's kind of a deadweight one, but that's why I'm I'm throwing it up on Kickstarter for only two weeks, um, and I'm I'm pricing it terrible, like um, I want eight million. <laughs> no, like terrible for me. Like I don't I probably won't make any money on it because uh, if you if you think about like the I'll, I'll take like the cost to make the book, the, to print it plus ship it, and then I'll add like another dollar, uh, another two dollars. It'll be like a it's a hundred it's a hundred page. 100 plus page graphic novel and it's probably going to be the cheapest book on kickstarter um in that uh, um like in that range you know where people are charging you know 30 40 bucks for a 100 page comic book i'll probably charge no more than 25 wow probably no more than 22 and that's just so i can i just want to get it out just say yep here it is i i have something um that i did four years ago <laughs> uh, I, I did four years ago that no one saw here it is and now this is the new thing i'm working on and that's but if i if i have to do two deadweight projects um i'm just slowly pro i'm just slowly what not progressing myself yeah. yeah so don't be don't be scared to kill your babies comic book creators <laughs> yeah wow uh, <laughs> what hey, hey, time more vicious than the coronavirus <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to get things done and coronavirus isn't doing as much as i thought it would about <laughs> the coronavirus would kill these babies and yeah <laughs> how many rolls of toilet paper do you have <laughs> enough <laughs> i have an infinite amount it's called my left and right hand man oh my god <laughs> you do what you gotta do yeah, yeah. My, my cousin posted a, a meme about um oh, it was a demolition man like he, he doesn't know how to use the three shells and it's like there's <laughs> a bathroom where it's like where the toilet paper supposed to be there's just three shells and it's like oh my god he doesn't know how to use the shells like, <laughs> he's in the future they don't use toilet paper anymore they're like oh back to the 20th they used to just wad up paper and wipe themselves disgusting <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> So we'll look back at this and be like, wow, we could have just bought three seashells and been fine with this. Yeah, we'll probably look back at this and be like, remember that time we all went crazy for no reason? Like, that was funny. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Picture that SNL skit with uh, Chris Farley. You remember, you remember when? You remember, you remember when? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, what advice do you have for people looking to grow on YouTube? Oh man, I'm I'm not like the right per I'm not like the right person <laughs> to ask about that. Uh, I have a very I've I'm very grateful for the 2,000 subscribers I have. Um, really cool. If it would be really cool if all 2,000 of you guys bought my book, um, or showed up. Um, I think just constantly putting out content. Um, okay. First advice: if you want to grow on YouTube, don't pick comics. Um, that's 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 first rule is comics is don't is don't make what my channel is which is about comics which is already a super small niche and then make a channel about making comics which is an even smaller niche uh it is yeah so don't do that 
Um, just because I'm doing it, because I'm doing <laughs> it and it's not working. <laughs> no, I think the advice I'd give is just post, post good content, um, post good content, have fun, um, be consistent and try to put out quality content. There is so much content on YouTube that there's like, if you're putting, if you're putting out crap, there's a reason why you're not getting any views is because no one, no one there's, they can all, we, they can click on something else that's going to be better than your video. Um, every my, my kid has gone crazy right now. Um, the the reason why I'm making the other channels because every time every time I've tried doing something else on my channel, people don't like it, and so because um, I alienate my audience of people who are there just to make who, who want to talk about making comics. So if you want to do if you want to do other things, you know, start another channel like like I like I am. But be consistent, you know, make high quality content, you know, you have a phone, make, you know, make make videos, you can make good videos, um do research. Um and like take the time. I I I I I have a creator friend who I talk to and he's always he's always bagging on me and one of these days I'm going to rage on him. He's like, "I'm sick of you always getting subscribers, Tyler, and I don't and no one watches my videos." And one of these days I'm just going to be like, "Dude, it's cuz you're it's cuz your content is crap." Cuz you suck. Cause, yeah, it's cuz you suck. It's no seriously, cuz you suck. Like you make great comics, you you're a great artist, you're a great writer, you make great looking books, like without a doubt. You make shitty videos. <laughs> <laughs> like you make that's what a real friend will tell you <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm not a real friend so that that's how you know now I've, I've told him several times like you shouldn't do this like for example um uh, for example stop yeah. so for example comic creators what we we have a problem with doing long form things like like podcasts and, and video stuff like, like this. This is a really good example. This is a good thing. I think it's a good thing. People love podcasts and long form stuff. But when you're doing a long form thing every day, when you're when you are, have a three or four hour live stream every day, how am I supposed to watch that every day? I don't have three or four hours. So I say, you know, and my content right now is is typically maybe five to seven minutes now. I'm trying to really get it into the five to seven minute mark because I know you can watch five to seven minutes of it. And then if you want to watch it, watch another one, you can, it's not take, take you long or you can just leave. Um, but three to four hours, that, that's a long time. And most of the time, I don't even know what you're, they're talking about. There, there's, it's like not specific, you know, on like in my video, like brighter, do this. And then the video talks about do this done, done. Like, yeah, if you're going to, yeah, basically you want to get, that, that, that's what I've heard from YouTube is you want to either get short five to 20 minute videos or you want to get those long hour to three hour long ones, but they either need to be highly creative. Like it could be someone just drawing all day, yeah. right? like yeah. just visualize, just seeing that or um, highly uh, intellectually stimulating. Like exactly. Kind of uh, I don't, do you know who the YouTuber David Dobrik is? Yes, yeah. I know. don't remember the last video I've seen of his. <laughs> All of his videos are four minutes twenty seconds. Haha. <laughs> and I have probably, when I found out about him, I've I've probably now watched every single one of his videos, which is like over five or six hundred videos like he's made plenty of ad rev money just off me watching <laughs> all of his videos but the reason why i've watched all those videos is because they're four minutes so 10 10 of them later i'm like crap like i've i, I just spent an hour watching just your life um and uh, you know so 
whereas if I was, whereas I'd just be listening to four hours of, you know, some guy, some guys talking about anything with comics and drama and I don't know how they're lonely. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's, it make it, make it, make, make people want to come back. That's my biggest well, like, like if you're like, that's what I mean by the intellectually stimulating. It's going to be long, like Joe Rogan's podcast. Like he has highly yes. people on there. And he asks very interesting questions. And so it's very hard for the conversation to die down. And if it does, they, you know, take a rip of weed, right? So, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting the whole time. And the topic is interesting. And you feel very involved um, with it. Like, I, I, I try to acknowledge the people that are in the chat when I do a live stream. But as a viewer, if I'm not there already, and you spend the next, and you spend 10 minutes of that YouTube, just like, saying hi so-and-so's here and so-and-so oh, so-and-so for 10 minutes i'm like gosh like there's got to be something better i can watch whereas you know something like joe rogan three hours i can just listen to this conversation because i feel like yeah. i'm learning and it's really interesting to me well yeah and that the thing too is like although he does live like his videos are not meant to only be watched live they're meant to be watched forever so like like I go back and watch a bunch of interesting people that Joe Rogan's had on, even even ones I've already listened or yeah. watched the three-hour video of just to remember something important from it. Exactly, they're meant to be rewatched. So make videos that are meant to be rewatched. Actually, yeah, I was about to say the other good way to think about it too is if you're gonna make videos that are super long, you should be able to get like you know ten solid clips from it, like that oh, are yeah. that are the five to twenty-minute clips, you know, yeah. like something like that. Or even and, two minutes. I think it'd be little ones. Yeah. I just like be respectful. I watched, uh, there was this one guy and it was like the five tips on blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, what are they going to be? And he goes, all right, guys, I know this is a 20 minute video. I'm going to give you the five tips right now. And then if you want to watch the rest, I'll explain them. And he was like, here's the five tips. One, two, three, four, five. All right, now we'll go through each one. And I was, I was like, wow, that was really respectful because I don't want to watch the rest of this video. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what the five tips were and walk away. I was about to say, I, I, I've seen that before and I love that because. First off, uh, for anyone who wants to know really powerful marketing, a, a good reason why that's a powerful tactic is A, if someone just wants the information, they'll get it and leave. And B, if someone is intrigued by the information and wants more of it, you now know that you could offer a service to them if they watch more of the video, which means you can then retarget them with ads later because of the fact they watch more of the video. Exactly. And so it's, it's a very clever tactic. And then, yeah, the other one is when they don't put information in the damn uh, description. So they'll talk for like two hours and they'll quote a bunch of different things and then they, yeah, they don't have anything in the description. So it's the same thing, like those five bullet points. Put them in the put them in the description, and if it's a three hour long video and you're talking about them the whole time, put put the timestamp links in them. You know those are awesome. Yeah, I agree. I'd be I get very angry when I watch a video looking waiting for the hook, and then it's like thirty minutes in. I'm like, gosh, like how dare you waste my time, Logan Paul? Yeah, I'm looking to. Uh for us to start making videos or mostly just me because he's busy doing 5,000 other things. Um, so I've been watching a lot. I've been watching a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, at work, I watch how to make like your YouTube channel better and stuff like that. Uh, so technically that question was for, for me. <laughs> uh, and um, I know that our podcasts are really long. So like when people... Most, some of them, most of them are really long. Uh, they're like 
hour or two hours. We just did a three hour one. <laughs> I had to cut like an hour out of it because wow. it was just us talking about our hatred towards like Marvel and DC. Nice. And, like, is, that the, uh, is that the middle section we talked about it? Yeah. Well, you should so, post it on, I, I totally forgot to say that later. You should post that section up later as just like, yeah. uh, like, so, like whatever, the, what was that episode? Was that 22? Is that the last episode? Yeah. Yeah, I would just be like 22B, you know, the yeah. <laughs> like a behind the scene, the, the other stuff. Yeah, that we watch, can, watch it just hate DC so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's your Nova cut. It's your yeah. Nova cut. But uh, uh, the reason the why, our, <laughs> yeah, the reason why our episodes are so long at times, one, we go off topic a lot, but then we somehow make it back into the actual topic. I've noticed. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a bad thing. But also, I think long form stuff can be good depending on like the guest you have. Like, if like, if you had someone like Brian, like uh, like Brian Michael Bendis, I don't even know if it's a good good person, but he, he's still popular. He, you put him on this podcast, people will listen for an hour or two. People will probably listen to me for fifteen minutes and be like, you know what, this guy. I don't even well, know there him. was a guy on uh, or a girl. I don't I don't know who it was. Uh, no, I think it was a guy. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, there's a person on Twitter that was uh when I put your picture up and I'm like, oh, this is the next episode. And someone's like, oh, that guy's awesome. And I was like, yeah, so you should listen to it. Like, when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you found a, an old photo of me when I was good looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just try to find any picture that I can that's like either uh-huh. you're by yourself or yeah. So you're good. Now, that, that, I think one of the reasons why too the, this podcast works is although it's uh you know an ADHD is all over the place uh you know we we, we definitely um we definitely still bring a bunch of value to the creators and things like that and that's the part that I think makes it watchable even when it is long so we're entertaining and it's it's got a lot of you know knowledge packets in it and like that's like the proof of that too is like Greg spent. It was like a month and a half just chopping up our old videos and getting those segments. And like he's got content for like the next year just because of how many times there'd be like a, a, a one minute window of just like super knowledge and there'd be a bunch of that. Like, That's you all know, you need, man. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say, actually, do you use um, do you use any like plugins for um, like YouTube optimization? Like you ever heard of vidIQ or uh, TubeBuddy? Yeah, I use TubeBuddy. You use TubeBuddy? Yeah, I don't know how to use it, but <laughs> I, I use TubeBuddy. Like, Somebody I, told me to download it, so I did. Yeah, it. I mean, it's, it's it, here's the thing. Sign up, and then four, three weeks in, they'll offer you their lowest, their, 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 their first paid membership for free. Nice. Like, they'll be like, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this for a limited time only? You can get it for free, and you're like, oh, and then you go, okay. Um, my thing that I've heard from people with with like the like the optimization stuff in videos, really, there's only three things, three things, which is what I something that I can't do really on my comics channel, draw and talk, but something that I feel like I can do on my new channel. Um, and this isn't like this isn't like hidden information, but stuff that. I think we can all agree on. Now, I'm about to break down in this video. I'm going to break down three <laughs> secrets on YouTube that you're going to need to know to make your channel. Here we go. Now you know this is getting clipped, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if that's the that's my introduction to my, my my new YouTube channel right there. <laughs> is there's three things: have a good thumbnail, 
because that's the first thing someone sees. And gosh dang it, do I hate it when I see people like complaining about their channel and I go, man, your thumbnails are ugly. <laughs> Make a good title. Those are the top two. Those are like the num like the number one and two thing is to have a good title and a good thumbnail and everything else is pretty much guaranteed. Like not guaranteed, but like it helps. Well, as, long as, as long as your content's good. Yeah. And, yeah. and then after that, it's content. So title and title and thumbnail is what's going to hook them to click on it. And then your content better be good enough for them to stay and watch it. Um, and so, and so with TubeBuddy, sometimes, and then TubeBuddy will help me with like my tags or see if something's getting searched. But like, I think, I, I don't, I don't know how many people are, are like, it's still good to do those things to see like, you know, this, this search term is, is, is searched like nine times a day or a hundred times a day. So I should definitely use that one. Um, but like a lot of them, they say use TubeBuddy to, to plan out your videos uh, for like the year. And I'm not someone who does that. I kind of just, I'm like, man, what's going on this week? So TubeBuddy doesn't yeah. really help in that. But if you can come yeah. up with a, with a good title and thumbnail, that's good. That's all you need. Yeah, I was gonna say that's. I would definitely check out VidIQ because the thing that that that's valuable about that is you can go to someone else's YouTube channel or their video and see what tags they're using on theirs, so that you know what's working on videos that are currently being. We can do the same thing with TubeBuddy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have them both down. I had my brother download them both so I can compare them. And VidIQ seems a little bit cleaner. It includes a little bit more and has more free features before you have to pay. Okay, because, I'll check that yeah, out. yeah, and um, like, unless you're, uh, you know, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand plus YouTube subscribers, there's no reason to even pay for it. Um, but the whole point is that they kind of hook you in so that if you're, you know, if you get used to it and then all of a sudden you're hitting big numbers, then all of a sudden, you know, just stick with them. Right. Where only, the only paid feature I want to do out of any of those two is the A and B testing. Where of, uh, of uh, thumbnails, you mean of the thumbnail and title where it'll, you'll, it'll upload both of them. And then whichever one gets the most views will be the permanent one. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Cause I don't think I don't think vidIQ can do that, but the one I, the thing I like about vidIQ is you can do something like uh, I think you can track trending videos as well as um, competitors. So you can like so even the free one I think you can track up to like three or maybe five competitors, you know, competitors, whatever. They're, they're people that you want to be very similar to. Um, and so because of that, like whenever they post a video, you can be like, oh, that's weird. All three of the people I follow just posted about blank. Maybe that's a highly relevant, highly searched thing right now, since they're much bigger and they're probably uh, attacking trending words and that are trending, um, content. And then that's the other thing too, is like, I think it'll actually track, you can look up what's being, or what's going, uh, you know, viral at the moment, you know, try to jump on that train. Cause that's a lot of things that like. Even, even unless you're uninterested in whatever the viral thing is, if it's in your realm and you have a thought about it, it's still a pretty good idea to get a video out there on it. As long as you're not just, you know, throwing one out there just to be attached to it, you know, as long as you have thoughts on it and yeah. you know, give a little uh, extra content to it. For sure. Like, it's hard with comments because, like, man, like, what am I supposed to say if Jimmy Fallon's trending on comics? Like, mm -hmm. there, like there's nothing there's nothing of value to put in which is why i'm doing the other channel because it's going to be everything 
but comics on that channel. So I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And I think if if you want to do that, like like comics is really hard. So it's, you have to really stay like either like in the community and the ones who do really well are the ones who are in the drama, which which sucks. But if you are in, if you are constantly in the drama and commentating on on comic book news, um, I think that's where you'll hit your stride and you'll get more subscribers and views. If you're doing it like me, you're gonna be struggling. I'm just admitting failure right now. Well, the other big thing though too is that um, so do you, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Oh yeah, I know Gary V. Yeah, so like he talks about the fact that he knows like if he didn't swear, his content would be much bigger now. But he also knows that in a five to ten year time span, if he didn't swear, you could tell, you could feel that in his in inauthenticity, uh, in right? So the fact that he would know something was weird about it, and so ultimately he wouldn't grow as big as he will. So he you know, he believes that the number he'll get to will be much larger because he's authentic the entire time, yeah. rather than you know trying to shoot for the the thing that'll make him big now. And you know, so that I wouldn't I wouldn't look down on not not being um, you know over whatever it is the cool thing is because like Joe Rogan's thing wasn't the cool thing until suddenly it was like. His first, you know, hundred podcasts, he never took advertising money out for it. Like no one knew it existed. It was completely word of mouth. And yeah. it, all, it all started with just one good video getting the attention of a couple people, and then another one getting the attention of a couple more people. And then he had somebody a little famous on one time, and all of a sudden, you know, like that that gained a little traction because somebody was interested in that one person. And then that yeah. person, yeah. a whole bunch of it. Yeah, I mean, just slowly, slowly. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's my third tip, which is number one, make sure your channel logo, your channel thumbnails look good. You make sure your titles look good. And number three, get someone that's more, that's get like an, an interesting person on. That's gonna bring you on. Like I brought in, when I brought in Heather Antos, um, She's an editor for Marvel Image and now head of Valiant. I got a lot of subscribers off that because people know her. And then when she posts about it, her people then come to me and then they can decide. Um, so, you know, do, do that. Um, it's, it's, you know, if you can get comments, like my, some of my most, one of my most watched videos that keeps getting me subscribers is an interview I had with Brian Edward Hill. He's written, he's currently writing Batman and the Outsiders. Um, mm -hmm. And that one, because one, he's a stand-up dude and everyone likes him. People, there's not a lot of interviews with him. So people uh, will watch my vid. I did an interview with Matthew Rosenberg of Marvel. That one hasn't taken off as well. So I don't think people care about him. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, just you got to collab with with good people, the right people. Um, yeah. And also, like you said, be be authentic and have a good time. Like you're right. Like if I wanted to jump on the trends of drama every single day on my, on my channel, I could have a lot more subscribers, but I think like you said, at the end of the day, they'll be like, Oh, that's just, that just wasn't who Tyler was. And it's going to help me in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually uh what is it? Oh, it's right That's easy this time. Th this book right here, uh, for anyone who's trying to build on social media, I would highly recommend this. Um, Oh my God, who's getting, oh, is that, oh, it's Greg. <laughs> He's getting the siren. But yeah, so basically uh, what this book talks about uh, is how to grow on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and something else. But basically, uh, 
Oh, maybe Snapchat. It, it talks about how to actually grow organically, but you can still use things like paid ads, but you use it in in uh, the context of organic growth. So what he would do is uh, you could take, a, like say it's Facebook or Instagram, you could take 10 variations of the same exact piece of content. Maybe it's different color, different headline, different photo, right? Things like that. And then uh, just run them as ads because they're known as what what are known as dark posts. And so they don't stay on your feed. So it doesn't make your feed look sloppy. And then basically once you find one that organically, uh, even though it's through ads, they're just getting more attention, like someone's engaging with it more, uh, then you take that one, you can post that in your feed, right? And now suddenly you're getting uh, only good content out there and you can do that on scale. So you're basically mass testing. And then he goes into YouTube and he's like, the biggest thing you can do on there is collaborations. Like what you're saying is grabbing somebody else who's, you know, got an audience already and working with them. And I believe it's in the Instagram section, but it still works with the YouTube section. One of the best ways to um, get interesting people is, so I, I, I keep using this reference for my brother just because it's so easy because he, uh, he knows, you know, it's just somewhat like one of his favorite artists. But I'm like, if you want to get to Kanye, you don't get to Kanye. You, what you do is you go to Kanye's Instagram, you go to his followers or following, and it's like you're looking at who he's following. And now you want to find somebody that has less followers than him, but he's following, which means he is an influencer of him. Right? So then what you do is if he's too big, because Kanye is obviously huge, so maybe even his sub, you know, his like his sub influencers, right? even they might be too big. So you go under them and you basically just go down a ladder until you get to somebody that's near the same level you as you, but hopefully higher. Oh, yeah. You're basically oh, yeah. trying to climb, climb the ladder that way by working with people that are interesting that way. Or influencing the influencers. Ex exactly. You're in well, you're influencing the influencers, influencers. Yeah. Because yeah. Like for comics, if you, just cause you're friends with, the a writer or an artist like they they can't do anything now if you're friends with the editor who has to pick the next writer or artist for said book that's who you want to be friends with like um i i follow tons of editors on twitter and instagram because artists artists and writers you can be like hey, i have a cool idea and they go huh, huh me too but editors <laughs> you go hey i have a cool idea and if you can get one to listen to you They'll be like, hey, well, we have a slot, you know, coming up or, hey, I need a cover artist or that's who you want people to engage. You know, I and, you know, if you treat them with respect, I I know I know that I had a good enough experience with Heather Antos that if I felt compelled to send her some stuff, she would listen because all she has to do is go back to our old emails and be like, oh, this was a stellar dude. He was a nice guy. We had a good time. Um, I don't have anything I want to show her right now. But, you know, if you can build that relationship with people. Yeah, like you, that's a, that's a really good thing idea that you said. Um, don't message Kanye. Message who Kanye follows, because <laughs> Kanye must must feel like they're they're important to him. Yeah, and and the big way to think about it too is it's not like you know, uh, you're trying to you know use all the people below them. It's like they're all filters anyways. Like that's the point. Like that you know each of them is a filter for him. Like if if the the most famous person in the world, or like, who who is it? I think it's like um, uh, Ariana or something like that on uh, Instagram. It's something like 477 million followers. Like, she couldn't possibly, like, if she got one post 
from every one of them and read and took like 30 seconds to read it. She'd be reading it for like the next year. Yeah. Right. So basically you're almost like proving your worth up the ladder while also meeting interesting people. Like that's, you know, you're learning from them, you're growing from them and hopefully you're giving them some value as well, whether it's a broadcast out like a podcast or, you know, just sharing them with an audience that they haven't connected with yet. And so that, that's the whole point is like, you, you don't want to just, you know, find them and be like, yo, connect me with this guy, connect me with this guy. Like you want to still connect with each of those people up the ladder because they they're in that ladder for a reason. Like they've been, you know, they've been through what you're trying to go through, which is just proving that you're worth somebody's time. Right. Because yeah, you know, no matter how important everyone thinks they are, they're not as important as they think they are. Yeah. <laughs> but if they want to, if they, if you want to meet somebody who's, you know, several tiers above you in success in the field that you are looking to be successful in, uh, then that's a hundred percent. What you have to do is you have to go through the rungs and, uh, you know, show that, you know, five minutes with you actually worth their time. I totally agree. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. So um, the alarm doesn't go off again. Is your face frozen? Oh, there it goes. Now it's moving. Oh, you're good. Yeah. This is a good time for me to wrap This is a good time to wrap yeah. it up. So uh, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Tyler underscore C underscore world or at draw and talk on Instagram as well. I don't go on it very much. Um, and then on Instagram? I am on Instagram. Just not, not that much. much. You say. I'm, you not, get- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on my, uh, what's it called? I'm not on my draw and talk one very much. I'm on my personal uh, one okay. more uh, and they're both open and whatnot. Uh, best place to find me though is Twitter is Twitter is at Tyler underscore C underscore world. I'm always on Twitter and then as well, youtube.com slash draw and talk. Um, that's the best place. And we have a great community of writers and artists there. Uh, you can join our discord for free and, um, yeah, we're just a bunch of writers and artists collaborating and meeting up. We're, we're, uh, finishing up an anthology that we all pitched in. Everyone pitched in four pages and, uh, and we're gonna we'll, we're waiting for like two two slackers, and then, and then after that, we'll uh, print we'll print the book, and uh, and every and everyone gets a copy of it. Everyone will get a copy, the print ready copy. No one ha- no one owns the rights to the anthology, so it's a really good group of people there. So if you want to join join us, go on YouTube.com/slash/JohnTalk. Make sure to smash that subscribe button, and then uh, join the Discord. Hit the notification bell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> smash that melee button. <laughs> Okay. Well, thanks for coming on and yeah. No problem. Peace out.